0: Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our episode is entitled Confidence.
1: Confidence. A key component, especially in trust. We'll talk about that. That's what I I love this topic and it's quite interesting. I asked
0: Greg uh just as we were just before we hit the uh the record button, have you read this? He goes, Yes. I said, listen, I made this a little sparse because I'm not sure where you're going to take it. So I think we're getting some indication where Greg is going with this. I
1: think maybe. I think maybe.
0: So uh, let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and we have not been in studio for over two weeks. Greg was away on vacation Mm -hmm. again. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, we do, I haven't actually talked until I think you texted me yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we, there's a couple of texts in between just to say, hey, how's it going and that type of thing. But mostly, you know, I've been away and I've been, you know, the second week of vacation, I, blocked and did nothing all my kids did you. nothing and it was really great first week there was a bunch of business stuff i did but still you when you're away on vacation the kids are asleep you can do stuff in the morning and then go to the beach in the afternoon so it's nice
0: when you're on your porch doing stuff is it
1: really working yeah no it's nice it's nice it's a total different environment there's that's for sure so i was like end-to-end busy the
0: whole two weeks and uh, did a couple side little projects and stuff like that but no it's, it's been cool it's yeah, been yeah. Cool. so yeah. we're we're back together so we're gonna probably be a little
1: Uh, perfect. Yeah,
0: we'll be perfect. That's exactly (laughs) what's going to happen. Right. So, uh, let's get to it. We've both been managers or leaders for big chunks of our career. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark and we're going to start from the perspective of the employee and move on. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, but we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion and Greg quite frankly we always have a good discussion oh I agree I agree no preparation preparation it doesn't really matter. yeah
1: yeah yeah because we just you say a a word or a topic and all of a sudden things pop into your head both of experiences you've had and things you've learned over your career and those are always good they kind of help us mine things up
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm so confidence you have a work environment where you experience some or all of the following Your boss is one of those overconfident types that miss people and their good ideas. Your boss is one of those low confidence people who can't decide and are always caught in the headlights. Your boss mistakes you as being overconfident or perhaps having low confidence. So, Greg, how important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment?
1: Well, it's so interesting. And I love the fact that the simplicity of, and I have lived through both experiences a boss who was overconfident. Um, and and I want to take it back to a formula that we've shared before, the trust formula. Uh, and the trust formula says that how you build trust is uh, credibility plus reliability plus relationship slash intimacy, how well you know your people. And we talk about that a lot in our podcast. But on the bottom of this formula is self orientation, and that's all about confidence. So, what's really quite interesting is if you think about that math formula, those three things on the top and self orientation on the bottom, and think about confidence. Well, that first example of where someone who is overconfident and usually then has a high level of self orientation, they think they're the bee's knees, you know, they think they have everything and uh, they just don't listen they 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 storm in they they make big big pronouncements uh they don't leave space for anybody else and i'll tell you i have been in organizations where the leader did that i had one that was working he he not only talked a lot about confidence but he also uh would uh would do things like crunch plastic bottles in meetings it was almost like he was marking his presence in the in the in the meetings and it was like it was like so disturbing and it would spin everybody and no one talked no one put anything forward and they just thought they knew everything the fact of the matter is they didn't know everything they were pretty smart but that overwhelmed so that was like a high level of self-orientation which results in really low trust and then on the other side you know sometimes there's folks that just are uh they have a low level of confidence. So that self-orientation that 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 comes is really low. So again on that formula, right? A really high or really low is not good. If you're low, then you just um you don't defend your people. You uh, like you said you're you're uh, you're uh, not making decisions and you spin out of control. So it is the best leaders are confident, but they have this balance between uh openness it's actually they create safe brave spaces you know the the theme of my book and that type of thing they actually can read it yeah yeah i know when was the last time you said something about it i think it's been a while but months uh, months. it's it's been months but you know the best leaders do create safe brave spaces and safe brave space come the best healthy confident leaders are ones that actually know themselves really well know what they're good at know what they're not good at and create space for others to gain their confidence. So uh, the first, the first two ones I think are that. And the other thing is that um, and often the, uh, the boss mistaking you for overconfident and low confidence is often related to how they are, Yeah, you know? And so that can really be mucky too, but it really is the polarities are, are where the problems occur. And the, the secret is to be confident and truly confident people Know what they know, know what they don't know, and create the space for people to grow and and contribute. I've worked for some very overconfident people, uh, which
0: isn't the same as loud. Uh, I've worked for some very underconfident people. Uh, sometimes there's a reason for that. Sometimes it was I, it was a mystery to me. What I've noticed. Uh, in a bunch of, of, of people that I've taken some really good, uh, ideas on this from is to me, confidence is built by your knowledge, your skills, your experience, acceptance of who you are, Mm -hmm. what you're good at, what you're not good at Mm -hmm. and acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of that. And you know, if you don't know something, it doesn't mean you're not a good leader. Mm -hmm. If you do have stuff to bring to the table, it doesn't mean that you're pushy or anything like that. You have those skills To me, people that struggle uh, at times, I I believe we all struggle with a little bit on the confidence side, depending on what's going on, whether we take a couple hits for something or whatever. But at the end, it's like, you have to be okay with yourself Mm -hmm. and that acceptance that you are who you are, that you are the sum of all your experience, you know, the way that you're brought up, you know, your environment and the knowledge, the skills that you've developed and just accept that and acknowledge that. If somebody comes in and, you know, Alistair, do you know uh, how to do such and such? No, I do not. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. What's the need? Okay, where can we go to get this knowledge? It doesn't mean you're not a good leader and that somehow you're deficient. Uh, to me, you know, that acceptance thing is such an important thing. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I've done. This is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. This is what I've experienced.
1: And guess what? That This is what it is. Yeah, I think there's interesting because I think there is such a thing as healthy confidence. And what you described is healthy confidence. Uh, but there is also false confidence, absolutely, and unhealthy confidence. And they're probably false uh, false confidence is you know, uh, um, fake it till you make it, and and don't care about anybody else. Uh, unhealthy confidence is that uh, is the is the egotist, the narcissist that just think they. Um, own the world and know everything and everything everyone else is an idiot that is unhealthy confidence i think and and boy oh boy there are lots of people out there that fall into that category i mean you know think politicians think uh think business leaders and and what you will look at if you look at them over time they destroy environments they're ne- they're short-term wins But, but they, they, they destroy environments. I have been in companies. The one company I think about was a number of years ago. And there was a guy who was, he was, he was, um, he was uh, unhealthy confidence. He thought he was the gift to the world. Uh, and, um, and he, everybody left. All the good people left. So by the time they finally made the choice to exit him, I was already gone. And, and I think I was pretty good. But there were also some real stars. Uh, and this was, an, an, this was a, an organization that was special. And uh, But everybody left. And uh, it wasn't until later, you know, they start, you know, backpedaling and trying to save the sinking ship. But there was no one who knew how to sail it anymore. I actually was working with somebody and they
0: had that fake confidence. They were faking it till they make it. Mm. And it was frustrating because the subject knowledge that they were dealing with, that's why they hired me. Mm. This is what I do. I learned a lot, had some great mentors, great experience. I actually made a change. It didn't take, it was like in a matter of months, it's like, I can't work with this person. Mm-hmm. This person thinks they know- like they're questioning everything I do. They they seem to think that they know, like they don't. Like mm-hmm. this is why I was hired. This mm-hmm. is why myself and a couple other people were hired because we knew how to do this. We understood the processes, the people involved. Mm-hmm. And it it was just a couple of months I had the opportunity to change things up. And I did to somebody that would just let me do what I do. And we had a great reporting relationship. And it's difficult when you end up
1: working with a, a faker. Well, and it's not, and it's, you know, it's really. Or the baddie, as yeah, you described yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and it really is. It's not a smart move because if you think you gotta be the the know it all and in everything dog. involved in everything, that means you're really not focusing on where you can contribute the best because you can only spread yourself so thin. So if you do have an expert and you acknowledge and support and celebrate that expert and tap into their knowledge, that frees you up to do the things that you are good at because none of us are good at everything. Greg. Uh, if you're working for
0: somebody and you have to be a subject matter expert or just really good at something, do you care if your boss has the same level of knowledge as you do? I don't. I no. don't. I just need somebody, Will you? can I work overtime or I'm having this problem or when do you need this done by? Right. That's what I need. I don't need anybody in my business like 100% of the time telling me what to do. I don't care if you don't know. There's other things that you're going to know that I don't know. It's a relationship and, and th- those times when I've had to deal with a faker or a baddie as you yeah. described them, it's just like, as i got older my tolerance for that really changed it's like no,
1: no i'm just going to do what i'm going to do well and you know what's interesting is the younger generation they're not tolerant for it no i mean not at all. we we sat on a the long leaf, time the leaf, we stayed a lot longer uh in these situations because we thought that was the right thing to do and all kinds of stuff and and but nowadays it's like forget it man i'm out of here good
0: for them good yeah, for yeah, them cuz i agree we're both baby boomers and, uh, you know, the way we were brought up and stuff like that, there was an expectation. But I, I got to tell you, as I got older, it's like, no, screw that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm always going to find my place where I feel comfortable the way I do it. And that's just the way it is. And it took me a long time
1: to realize that that was important. Well, this is the real risk in organizations these days, right? Because you have this large group of people who are Xers and boomers who are at the end uh, tail end of their careers, who still have some good years in them and lots of wisdom and strength.
0: Thank you for that, Greg. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then you've got the younger group that, and you know, there's a lot of similarities between those groups. I think we've talked about this before, but both groups are more purpose-driven Yes, and both groups are not going to take any crap. Yeah. So if you have these fake or unhealthy, confident leaders in place, you're going to lose two ends of the scope. Yeah. And you might keep the middle, but uh, um, boy, th- they're fresh ideas and the wisdom is gone. Yeah, I agree. No, no,
0: no. This is good. This is good. So as a manager, what can uh, you do to assist the situation? Most of these we've probably already started talking about. hmm but how are you showing up in your relationships and in your communication? Like what message are you
1: showing people? Yeah, and this is really comes back to what we talk a lot about on this podcast is knowing yourself. And knowing yourself is really a couple things. Do some assessments. Really get clear on what you're good at what you're not good at. We also talk about having a, a circle around you that that is is willing to, even if it's not people you work with, but people that will call you, you know, I, I had a couple coaching sessions. Not
0: the circles that are going to support you. No. The, the ones that are going to actually talk to you.
1: Well, and the people that are going to support you, but support you in a direct, yeah. healthy, respectful way. you know, Because like, you
0: can always get a group of people to, to affirm you.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was coaching with some folks this week and, and uh, they were doing and saying some things that they said they weren't going to do. And I said, well, you know, I thought you said you weren't going to do that. what happened you know you slipped in there and we had a really good conversation and it held the person accountable to what they wanted to do and helped them move forward but you got to know yourself and you got to be open with what you're good at and what you're not good at but
0: that's the good thing about having somebody come into the organization like you to
1: be Mm. a consultant
0: like uh in a role i've had in not too that not too far in the past i had a couple consultants and i love that they like These aren't people that are reporting to me Mm -hmm. or that like me. Mm -hmm. These are people that are brought in to help me do, do something and kind of be a, you know, you know, once every two weeks or whatever. I love that, like that accountability and, and it, it, you knew you're in trouble when they
1: asked a certain question, went, Mm -hmm. okay, okay, what, what did I, what did I do or not do here? I like that. I agree 100%. And, uh, I, and, and whether it's a coach or whether it's just even a community that you have outside that can, can Can do that. It's often good that whatever the space is, it's got to be a space where someone can be really honest and open. And, uh, and cause that gains confidence. Cause on the equal side of holding someone accountable is also championing where they've tried something and move forward. Cause on the low end of confidence. So someone who just has low confidence, it's about, uh, how do you create a space? for them to believe in themselves and and often that uh that inner circle or that executive coach can help you believe in yourself because because sometimes you get in a the rut and and it's hard to dig out of
0: i i found myself in a position over the years where uh i wasn't a coach but i was and it's a very police thing where you know you, you will have a sergeant that you're responsible to, but there'll be another sergeant who you can talk to. Yes. And, and so what I found, uh, in my careers is that quite often as a supervisor, or as a manager, I would be talking to other people's, uh, employees. Yeah. And not to circumvent them or anything like that, but just as a, as more of a, uh, somebody that could just bounce some ideas and stuff off. And it's so impactful. And I'm the type of person I'm going to be straight, like, I'm either not going to talk to you or I'm going to be direct yeah. with you. Like yeah. it may be a situation where it's not appropriate for me to say the things that I need to say. But uh, if I am in that position, then you're just going to get the straight goods and you might not like it. But having somebody else to talk to and and that was point six on this was uh, get some feedback. Right. But you, but you really need to make sure that you're getting the feedback that's actually going to be helpful for you.
1: Yeah, and I love that. I've got a couple of clients and they have – uh Well, I think they call them their people leaders or development leaders or people coaches or development coaches. And they're usually another leader in another line of business. Yes. So yes. it's not there's no crossover. And and they're thoughtful around what does the person need. So we've talked about two types of leaders, leaders that have a lot of confidence or leaders that don't. yes And so you really are thoughtful on how you pair them up. But I love that idea because really it gives you they know the business. They know the company, but there's no direct uh, reporting. Uh, reporting and yeah. impact on, you know, what you do.
0: What's interesting is you're talking about a planned approach and my experience has been very ad hoc and something, mm. Alistair, could I talk to you? Sure. Let's go for a coffee. Yeah. yeah you know, you want to sit here. No, could we go for a coffee? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And that's fine. And I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I've been in the structured yeah. part of it, but I've also experienced the kind of more ad hoc where people are naturally... Uh, think oh I think it'd be this would be a good fit you know us having a conversation
1: I think it's great and and both are about building relationship and trust across the organization, and that 's really to have those safe havens that you can go to and kind of sound use as sounding boards is powerful
0: uh the next one, how do you feel about your abilities and the situation you find yourself, and are you okay with like if i 'm looking at you know you Greg uh, in terms of talking to people, I have a certain level of ability, but that 's actually your job. Mm -hmm. And so if we're working on something together, uh, knowing that, you know, I have to, I, you know, I have to accept what my skills are and what my limitations are, but at the same time, appreciate yours and not be somehow hurt by that, but Mm -hmm. just acknowledging it and just being okay with that. There's, we all have different skills that we bring to the table. Mm -hmm. We have different experiences and you just have to be okay with that. And, and, uh, you know, Greg, uh, this is the situation. This is what I plan on doing. Uh do you have any thoughts on that, and just be good with that mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong it doesn't mean you don't have confidence that you don't have abilities. We all have abilities, but actually taking advantage of some of those people around you even if they report to you it it's 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 healthy
1: yeah well it's interesting because the most confident people that I know are vulnerable and authentic yes. like their their confidence a uh, a core indicator of confidence is is uh is the statement i don't know uh what do you think that is confident and, and that is confidence at its at its at its highest moment, I think. And do you make space for
0: others? The, the 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 one of the signs to me of somebody that's either overconfident or underconfident or just it's unhealthy is they don't leave space for anybody else to mm-hmm. say anything, like even dissent, like around the table, especially if you're doing something really, really important, like in the enforcement world in the policing world, like if somebody says, hang on for a second that means something that's mm-hmm. important because mm-hmm. we're going off to do something we want everybody to be safe everybody mm-hmm. and so if somebody's got a concern we have to have space for even if it's the youngest least experienced person on the team if you know in if the minima, minimal is uh like they just don't have an understanding of what we're doing then we need to clean that, clear that up and so you have to be confident enough to and leave that space so that people can uh,
1: dissent or ask for further information or just get a better understanding of what we're doing. Well, it's interesting because, again, looking at those two kinds of leaders the leader who is fake, fake confident or unhealthily confident, they don't leave space because they want to fill it up themselves. Yes. Uh, the person who is low confidence, they don't uh, make space for others because they're afraid yes. to have a discussion around it. Yes. They're, they're nervous around it. So, because they think they're a faker. Right. So there's different, there's different coaching uh, that's required. There's different, um, uh, uh, steps that require it. So if you think of your, uh, if you're a leader, it, it really flows really well. No, where do you fit? Where would you put yourself? Are you right now in a low confidence situation? You know, and that may have been, you've been beat up, you've been hammered and you've lost sight. I've been there. I've been there when I just thought, uh, I wasn't as good as I thought. And again, that inner circle really helped remind me I was coaching someone this week and they've been hammered with a whole bunch of stuff. And so the assignment I gave them to was look over the past year and capture all of the things that you're proud of. And as they, because, because we, we lose sight of the good when we're not confident and, uh, and, and then, uh, and then uh, maybe tap into those others around you. But again, know where you're at first and then decide uh, how can I make space from where I'm at? If I'm, I'm overconfident and I'm, Slightly unhealthy or faking it, um, uh, risk pulling back uh, and and creating the space for people. Uh, be more vulnerable. If you are low confident, you might have to push out on the courage mm-hmm. and and say some more. So depending on where you're at is what you need to do to create that space. But space in itself, to your point, Alistair, is so critical.
0: You just touched on something there uh, a couple sentences ago, and it's actually the next next point. Do you fade into the background often? Are you one of these leaders that has no confidence and kind of leaves the playing field and has no impact on what's going on within the space, which is a bad thing. Like Mm -hmm. if you happen to have a a group of people that are, you know, highly motivated that high, you know, highly technical and they can go and do their stuff. It may be okay. But, uh, you know, people need to see you. They, they want to be held accountable. They want somebody they can ask questions of. And even if you don't know the answer, and I've seen people that are in leadership positions, like, like where are they? Mm-hmm. I don't know where they are, and and if they do show up, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. right. It's it's mm-hmm. you know they over exaggerate things, and and I think you know if you find yourself fading into the background, uh, and and you know I go back to my police career, and there's been a few times it's like, is there a sergeant on the road today? Like you yeah. know I haven't heard anybody all day, and yet my best um, examples were people that would. Hey, hey! I'm going to come by for a visit and they come by. How's it going? Good, good, good. Anything uh, to sign? No, you guys have anything going on? No. Okay. See you guys later. Call me if you need me. Really what happened in that exchange? Absolutely nothing except, you know, I have the confidence. Oh, they're out there. They're, you know, know, if we need something or whatever and, and they care and all that stuff. So. To me, if you find that you're
1: fading into the background, um, that that could be a sign of a problem. Yeah, being present and actually really being in it is really an important aspect of it. I would agree a hundred percent. And and I get that sometimes because of certain circumstances, you're gun shy. Mm. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I've been there where where I wasn't quite twi- that confident. And it's a kind of a rebuilding. And you know, we've talked about the three unarguable statements as being really beautiful ways to get your voice in there. I'm thinking, I'm feeling, I'm sensing, um, or something's bubbling up for me. Um, there are soft ways to begin to regain confidence. Um, and often we spend time helping people think about stepping into that, like just stepping in, having the courage and the, those ways, those three unarguable statements and something's bubbling up for me. What do you, what do you think? Um, are safer ways to start to regain that confidence. But sometimes you need to do that and you need to recognize when you're fading, when you're pulling back, when you're silent and step in.
0: Um, And I appreciate there's times when people are put in terrible positions. Yeah. Right. Senior management often, you know, sometimes put people into terrible positions. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, I've been there and I've seen a lot of other people in those situations and that is difficult but if it's your job, you have to work that mm-hmm. out. You have to, you know, take account of yourself. Where are you? What are you doing? Are you leaving space for people? Are you, are you putting enough emphasis uh, on being present, but at the same time not being overbearing and and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, in taking a look at yourself, uh, your skills, knowledge, etc. What do you need to work on? There's nothing wrong with working on stuff like. Uh, I've taken full advantage of things like LinkedIn learning and, uh, Harvard management Mentor. you know, as a manager, I, I was a manager with nobody, no direct reports. And I was still, uh, you know, mm-hmm. listening to other people. Like, I don't necessarily agree what everybody says. Uh, you know, some of your approaches, I would go, okay, I'm just, I would just skip that step and go to the next step. But at the same time, I appreciate it. I go, there may be a situation where I want to, uh, want to say something that you've said because mm-hmm. I, I tend to be very direct very quick mm-hmm. but at the same time like there's all sorts of resources out there people that you can listen to and uh, we had uh, Mike uh, what's his name Gutman on here I don't know 100 episodes ago to talk about you know working remote yeah right and and I happened to see him on LinkedIn learning and reached out and it's amazing everybody wants to be on a podcast so he came and talked to us I can't remember what uh, what episode it was but there are a lot of resources out there that aren't you know, cost and inhibited, you know, where you can get a lot of really good stuff or you can just talk to somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. I love talking to you. Like, you know, your approach is is a little different than mine in dealing with people, but I appreciate everything you say. And and there's things where I go, I don't know if I would ever say that, but you know what, I might need to. Mm -hmm. So it goes in the back and go, Mm -hmm. okay, listen to that. And because we're all different, right? And when you get advice from somebody, it may not be perfectly tailored to you, but certainly the intent and, and the approach are are worthy of you to consider and, and, and keep for future reference. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Um so let's talk about, uh, employees and a lot of this is the same. It's just a slightly different perspective. So how are you as a, as an employee showing up? Uh, what is your, what confidence are you showing or you more importantly, what are you
1: feeling? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked about the last statement was your boss thinks you're overconfident or thinks you're underconfident And so often I encourage to have a really good conversation, you know, so, so help me understand what, what would, what would it look like if, uh, if, uh, what would you need to see for you to believe that I am actually contributing at a more confident level? Give me some examples of what that would be, because because that gives you a a picture of what exactly they're looking for or the opposite. You know, you you help me understand. I really want to learn. I want to grow in this area. So where have you seen me being overconfident that may have has hindered the work of the team or 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 my growth in the organization? Those are really good questions. Why not ask? What's the worst that can happen? They don't have any, well, I don't know. I don't know. That's the worst that can happen. And then you can ask others. And then you can just be more aware of it. Because sometimes we don't know how we're showing up. A good way to figure that out is just to ask.
0: Well, it's interesting. Uh, I, was, uh, I had a supervisor just all over me about something. And I went, what is the issue here? And they showed me the issue. And it was a trivial nothing issue. And, and it was getting a lot of airtime, like they were all over me. And I think they thought I was being uh, obtuse, mm-hmm. that I just, I, I'm better than that. I don't need to do that, which isn't a fact at all. Mm-hmm. It was, just, I'm too busy to do that stuff when all this huge stuff that you've given me, mm-hmm. that's what's burning me up. And I went, listen, cause I wanted to, like, do you, do you have confidence in me? Mm-hmm. So I said, when you see it's me on a call and that I'm number one on the call, do you worry about what's going to happen? They go, no, not at all. I said, oh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, this little thing, this is why I haven't been doing it. It wasn't important in my training. Matter of fact, I would get in trouble at my last assignment if Mm -hmm. I did that thing. Mm -hmm. So just to give you some background on where I'm coming from, this is nothing. Mm -hmm. It's all this other stuff that I, I do on the team, the role I play on this team as an informal team leader. And I, I'm I'm really happy that you have confidence in me and I feel confident out there in the role that you've put me. So I think we're good. So mm-hmm. if there's any other, these little things, how about we just have a conversation mm-hmm. about them? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. So asking that, you know, those types of questions, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why when I say like you, you have a whole bunch of ramp up stuff that you do, I tend to skip some of that. It, it, it's the business that I was in where it's very direct. You don't mm-hmm. have a lot of time. And so that's, I would just ask the question, do you have confidence in, in what I'm doing? And is there some areas you think that I could work on?
1: Well, and you know what we've talked about, you know, uh, uh, Hey, I'm, I, this is what I'm sensing. Yeah. This is what I'm feeling. Um, and when I do that, it just makes me feel it when I, when I hear this stuff happening, it makes me feel that you might not have the confidence in me that I hope you would have. Hmm. I I may be reading it wrong, but that's kind of, this is the situation. This is what it made me feel. And this is what it made me think. I'd love to have a conversation around it is, you know, uh, is that true? And if so, what can I be doing differently to show up the conversation? So that's a good way to say. I agree. I yeah. agree.
0: Uh, and how do you feel about your abilities in the situation you find yourself in? Like taking a, taking account of what are you good at? What are you, maybe you need more work on who around you, you know, because we all work with a bunch of other people, right? Where do I fit into this? What do I bring to, you know, what do I rely on other people for? And you know what, that just gives you a really good, healthy idea mm-hmm. of what the role is that you're playing there. And if you understand what your role is, you understand your abilities and what your limitations are, that is naturally a very confident position. You got to be okay with it too, mm-hmm. right? That acceptance that this is who I am. These are the skills that I bring to the table. These are some of the things I need to work on. And hopefully you have a supervisor or a manager that, you know, is, is very good about, uh, you know, expectations and just helping you
1: along and helping you in that process of being a better person and a better worker. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's also good. Some, some of us get into a spin because we think we don't have what we need in order to be successful. So, you know, almost having that self-reflection of what's really, really necessary here. And and then equally having conversation with those around you to say, Hey, you know what? I want to be successful in this role. I want to be, or this project or whatever. I just love to have a conversation of what does success look like? And what would you like to see from me to feel confident that we're going to be able to take this on? Uh, you know, because, because don't spin. And, and depending on our personalities, uh, some of us have personalities where we spin and we have to think we got to dig deeper and we got to dig deeper and you're, and you're going way down the line doing all kinds of stuff that you really don't need to know. And if the person says, you know what, I just want you to be really, I want you to be deep in these two areas and the rest of the areas, I just want you to know where to go, uh, and where to get the information. I found, uh,
0: And this is a very much a police thing too, is like, I don't, I don't know how to, I've never written a search warrant. Greg, you're a search warrant guy. Yeah. Could I have like a template? Could you give me an example? And so you give me one and then take it away, and come back. Why do you do this? And why do you do that? You can just, you don't have to wait for a training program or for somebody on high to do something. Like if there's some things that you need to start working on and understanding Like I've, I've actually, you know, gone into work and, you know, contacted somebody the day before, say, listen, I have a very specific question about something that we do. Do you have 10 minutes for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we show, and I said, this is what I'm going to be asking. So we get in there, we talk about it. They show me where it's good. Like if there's something that you don't feel comfortable with, if there's something you don't understand how it fits into the picture, you just ask me. It doesn't mean it actually shows confidence to go like, no, I want to be better at this. And so I'm going to take the steps to, you know, incrementally sometimes yeah. just to understand yeah. things that are going on. And that, that to me, you know, the people that have come in to ask me questions or I say, listen, you need to talk to Greg about that. Um, I'll, I'll have a word with them. You need to spend half an hour with Greg. Uh, we need to work on your questions we need to be a little bit more concise here because we want to make full use of the time. Let's, you go in, I'll talk to him, you go in and talk to him and have that conversation. Thank you for bringing that up. You know, it is an important part of your job. And, uh, I want you to feel comfortable that you have everything that you need and boom, off you yeah,
1: go. I agree a hundred percent. Nowhere to
0: go. And do you make space for others within the process? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel, uh, maybe you're a little bit exposed, you know, that, uh, uh. Maybe you might be faking it. Maybe you, you know, like the manager, talk too much, take up too much space, try to move the subject, subjects around so you don't get exposed as you might have a deficiency somewhere. That that sometimes shows a lack of confidence as well.
1: Yeah, and it's not just managers who are either fake uh, confident or who are unhealthily confident or have low confidence. Um, uh, team members have that too. Yes. And, and uh, if, again, you know where you're at, and then push into or pull back, depending on what you need, you will create greater community around you, and yeah. that greater community allows you to tap into the broader wisdom of the people around you. But if you don't create the space or you are so far faded out of the space, then you're not gonna you're not going to be able to tap into that powerful community and that's the next point. Do you fade into the background mm-hmm. often? Do you have uh, just a lack of of
0: confidence in what you're doing, or maybe you have an overconfidence and you just don't want to mix with mere mortals. I've seen that as well. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so, so these things, you know, it's very much, you know, taking into account yourself now in terms of looking at your skills, knowledge and stuff, what do you need to work on? I think we covered that already, Mm -hmm. but, uh, the feedback aspect is equally important here. And one of the things as an employee, you have a, a bigger pool of people to, to, uh, uh, get some feedback on and, I don't know about you, Greg, but I've worked in some um situations where you get the feedback automatically mm-hmm. anyway. Like mm-hmm. it's very, you know, hardcore sometimes yeah. and it's it's expected and appreciated and you gotta be okay with that as well. But uh you have a larger pool of people to talk to you and, and take advantage of the people that you work with. There's some people that you don't want to approach with this. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just off doing their own thing and mm-hmm. they don't want to bother. But there's other people that are really, really helpful. And you know, you look around the room and and in the policing concept. It wasn't so much the loud people you went to as those quiet, confident people that uh, I have found really talked into my life. You go, okay, uh, Greg guy, um, he seems to know what's going on and he's very approachable. Greg, um, I have a question. Do you have some time? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. You can buy me a coffee. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the price. It's a coffee. And so you go off and and talk to people. You have so many options when you're an employee, not only for managers and stuff like that, but just from your coworkers, maybe somebody in another team, another squad or whatever that uh, looks approachable. And, and, you know, it isn't always the loudest person, the most sarcastic person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's that quiet, confident person that really mm-hmm. takes care of business.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. hundred percent.
0: This went quite quicker than I thought, Greg.
1: Well, it was good. It was good dialogue. I think it's been longer than we actually thought, but it's uh, hmm. uh yeah, it's been a good. Uh, I think it's so important. It, you know, it's such a simple topic, and yet it's complex, right? So, you know, for me, um, c- healthy, the best environments that I have accelerated my growth in, the best environments that I've been able to be a part of, a, of an accelerated uh, contribution, and success in organizations. Um, a key component was healthy, confident leaders yeah. and yes. team members. And to your point, it doesn't mean healthy confidence doesn't mean the loudest person. No, uh, but it's the people who know themselves, uh, who are uh, curious and are are always seeking to learn and grow, who create the space for others uh and and who celebrate the the growth and wins of of other people. That is that's this beautiful healthy conflict. Uh the worst environments and the worst performance organizations, um, I experienced a, a very strong vein of either fake or unhealthy confidence in leadership positions which really spoiled the whole mess um so i think and it's but it's all a choice everything comes down to a choice as we've always said so know where you are on that line are you underconfident? are you low confidence are you in a in a stage of maybe you're into fake confidence or into unhealthy confidence or maybe you're healthy confidence where are you on that line and then choose what you want to do to either pull back to continue doing what you're doing or or maybe step forward
0: yeah one of the things we haven't talked about so i'll just throw it into uh, kind of the wrap-up is often the fakers or the baddies uh slip through and get hired on and i've seen you know a really good team just get decimated uh like going back years and years and years and the responsibility of people when they hire people is to make sure just because somebody's saying the right thing or they appear to have results in the past doesn't mean they're the best fit for your team. Mm. And it, I think it's so important to make sure that you have uh, a certain type of person so that you have a certain type of group of people that they're working with so that you have a certain type of indi- individuals. Like It's fine that we're all different. We all have different skill sets and personalities, but to have a good measure of confidence, like a good healthy confidence on the team, within team members and within the management uh, one of the most, uh, important things I ever did was when it, when it, all of a sudden I, I was in a position where I had to hire people and I really, that really, uh, was on my shoulders. Uh, I just took this responsibility on. you know what, I want to hire the right people. I know what a, what a good, healthy team mm-hmm. feels like. I've been in a couple of bad ones, but I've been in a lot of really good ones. It isn't just about the skills and the experience. It's also about the fit will they come into this team and be a really good uh, uh member of the team maybe an informal leader mm-hmm. whatever it is when we're hiring people we got to be really really uh, uh really have to take notice of, of of confidence like i can solve everything i can these are the promises i'm going to give you like how is that going to go over yeah. when, when they when they're put in charge of a department or a team or a squad or whatever so important that when we are hiring that we are hiring The right person, not just because of where they've been, where they've been to school, uh, what results they've had in the past. Because do you ever ask the question, oh, you had these great results at that company. What's left at that company? Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole other series of questions. And, you
1: know, when you do a background check to make sure that they didn't leave a nightmare there. Yeah, yeah. It's like really making sure you put the right measures into place. And, you know, results are important and often highly fake confident or, or even unhealthy confident people can deliver really good short-term results. Yes. and Or at least it sounds like they're delivering really great short-term results. But dive deeper into understanding the results. Also look at the engagement of the organization. And one of the measures that I put into a lot of organizations was the um, the talent development piece. So how many of the people that this person is leading – are being promoted into different roles or are being recognized as leads in key projects and going forward. Exactly, It's a beautiful measure because that, t- that tells you how much space they're creating and that tells you what that, that uh, environment they're creating. Um, and that will tell you those, the, the really healthy, confident leaders. If they're a baddie, they've taken all the, all the accolades. Right. And no one's getting promoted because people are leaving. So you look at retention of top talent you look at engagement, you look at results, and you look at promotability or recognition of leadership and projects. And the broader that is, probably the more confident that leader healthy. is. Healthy. confident. Yeah, I agree.
0: So I think, you know, I'm, I'm just going to rehash what I said at the beginning. To me, what I've seen, what I've experienced from a lot of really good models is confidence comes out of your knowledge, your skills, your experience, accepting who you are and acknowledging who you are, what you're good at, maybe things that you need to work on and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. That that you know you are okay and and if there are some deficits you need to address that uh, you have the confidence to address those. Mm-hmm. And I really do think you said earlier that you know confidence is really a simple thing. I agree with you my friend. I I think it is totally uh, a very simple thing. And I think it just gets skewered sometimes. I think sometimes there's a, an environment that just is not as healthy, and, and people doubt themselves and
1: yeah. and and just shut up, right? Well, I do think you can lose confidence. is a fairly it is a fairly simple thing, but you can also lose it so quickly. It is just, uh, yeah. So, um, listen, uh, we hope
0: that uh, some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't uh, say anything that you found offensive or made you really angry, although this is another one of those topics that people might uh, have a different experience than us. And it's like, that's cool. That's totally cool. You you might not agree with anything that we've said, and that's fine too, because we all, even you and I have different experience. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Uh, that's not a bad thing.
0: This is definitely an episode, Greg, where we need your uh, philosophy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's my uh, first coach's philosophy, and uh, and uh, but I believe very strongly in it, and that is that um, we learn from churn and joy, and uh, we we actually hope that in the conversation there might have been some things that we said that you kind of got you a little bit miffed or a little bit churny, and uh, that's okay. But I would dig a little deeper and say, why am I miffed and why am I churning? Because there's usually why am I angry at Greg and Alistair? Right. Yeah. Because there, there, there's usually something to learn there. And of course, joy. If you're feeling something that, yeah, you know what, I am doing that. Confidence gets built there. But confidence, in it, in it, in fact, can be can be built from learning from churn and learning from joy. And we hope that that uh, is something that you get from uh, each of these episodes.
0: Sure. Sure. I want to acknowledge something. Um, last week, uh, the insights. So the analytics on SoundCloud, which is our host, uh, service, uh, they've been working on. And like I-, I pulled up the stats one day. I went, Oh my goodness. Like what happened to those 12,000 stats? Anyway, uh, I got a note from them saying that they were, they were working on it. So it's all back to normal. Good. Cause I went, Oh my goodness. You just erased 80% of our, uh, the record of our listeners. Ah. but, um, Columbus and Oakville are tied as, uh, the, the towns with the most
1: downloads, oh, that's Columbus, awesome. Ohio Isn't that interesting. and Oakville,
0: Ontario, which is where we reside yeah, yeah. are tied.
1: Wow. Wow. Those are those. Are, hey, keep it up. And, and we hope others will continue to listen to us as well, but thank you Columbus. And thank you Oakville.
0: Yeah. So, but I also want to call out, I don't think we've said these two, uh, cities before. Well, one's at town Bolton, which is just North of Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, is a very nice little place. But also winter, uh, w- I was going to call it Winterpeg, Winnipeg.
1: Oh, nice. In
0: Manitoba. Uh, I know some people there, but uh, I don't think that the, uh, we've ever had a download from there. And I call it Winterpeg because if you've ever been in Winnipeg during the winter, there's nothing to stop the wind. Yeah. And it just comes across the prairie it and goes tough. goes through everything. Uh, really great people there. Yeah. Uh, I landed there. What I really like is like in 10 minutes, you land there at the airport and you're in downtown yeah, in Winnipeg. Yeah, no, very nice. It's, it's very, nice. very convenient. Great food town, oh,
1: great event town. But yeah. boy, oh boy, in the winter, it's very cold it's very very cold
0: so um anything else greg no that's everything okay uh greg and i are going to meet up on the weekend and do a planning session because we really haven't spent a lot of time together and uh come up with some stuff i have a couple of ideas uh uh we haven't done an interview in a while and i have a couple names i think nice. uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss and see if we can work something out but uh hey we're glad we're back uh are you going on any other vacations soon no or, i don't think good? so. You yeah did? i'm good i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i am but uh Certainly, it's great to be back, and uh, I was amazed, Greg, that there are still downloads coming, and we we, hadn't, we haven't published anything in two weeks. Yeah,
1: that's awesome.
0: So, folks, uh, listen, remember, uh, take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.